Hello and welcome to the Celtic View podcast, the official podcast of Celtic Football Club. I'm Joe Donnelly, a reporter within the club's multimedia team. And I'm joined today by Celtic's number 57, the centre-back, otherwise known as Welshie. It's Stephen Welsh. Thanks for joining us today, Stephen. No bother at all, mate. Happy to be here. Stephen, you of course made your, your debut in the Celtic senior side towards the end of last season, um, which we'll speak a little bit more about later in the conversation. But firstly, I wanted to talk about your experience in the team this year. In terms of, certainly in terms of the league this year, it's, there's been disappointments. There's no, there's no way around that. There's no escaping that. Um, but from a personal standpoint, you've really forged a pathway into, into the senior side. You know, you've been getting a lot more minutes and a lot more consistency in your um, position in the, in the first team. From that perspective, a personal perspective, you must be really proud of that. I, I you know, I've been getting a consistent game now since, uh, since the turn of the year. So that's for pe- me personally, it's you know very positive. But I, it has been a disappointing season. Uh, we all know that. Uh, we all need to take responsibility for that for everything that's happened. The, the results, you know, haven't been good enough, um, especially you know the high standards that us as a club have. So, but I to get a run of games. Um, is also good. It's all, it's really tough to break through. Yeah, uh, this club, you know, I think that shows. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, very few actually, you know, make it through uh, the academy because it's a it's a hard hard place to come and play. Because one thing that I've heard the likes of Darren O'Dea and Steve McManus, obviously people who know what it's like to come through at the club and obviously to stay in the team, they say that it's one thing to make your debut. Um, which is still an achievement in itself without a shadow of a doubt. Anyone to make it at that level at Celtic is an achievement, but it's another thing to keep that place um, and it, that really shows how difficult it is at Celtic. Aye, it is. It's a massive achievement to go and make your debut for Celtic, but I, I agree with them you know, fully that you need to keep that run going in the team. You, know, you can't just play one game and you know, that's it. You need uh, to be a Celtic player. You need to play as many games as possible. Um, so, you know, starting off you know, pretty well, Played a few games now this season, you know, and that's why I kick on. And for anyone who's unaware of your position at the club, Stephen, you of course came through the ranks. You signed at a young age, and you come from a from a real Celtic supporting family as well. Can you just tell me a little bit more about that? I, I uh, since I was seven or eight, um, you know, joined the, the academy. So that was a as a massive achievement to you know play now. You know, it's what thirteen years being at the club. So. I you know the family are massive Celtic fans. You know season tickets ever since I was you know as as far as I can remember. So I am you know big Celtic fans, and you know it's a it's a privilege to you know play for the club as well. And given you were born in the year two thousand, the last time that Celtic weren't successful in the league, you were eleven years old, and certainly as a fan. Whenever Celtic don't win the league, it's disappointing. Again, there's no escaping that. Um, but given that I'm a million years old, I've experienced it a few times over the years. Like of yourself, I mean, it must almost be a strange experience for you to have a campaign finish where Celtic haven't been crowned champions. I so when I've been growing up, it's uh, complete dominance. You know, from Celtic, uh, you know, high school every going through high school, we're winning leagues every year, and it was, you know, it was it was easy street. You know, you're absolutely what you were expecting. Um, so there always, there always was going to be disappointments. I think that, you know, we're going to have to deal with that, uh, deal with it in the right way and you know, bounce back as quick as we can. Mm-hmm. And we spoke last year over the phone for the Celtic View magazine and you've kind of touched upon this already, but you spoke about 
given your background and given you came into the club so young, just about working hard all the way through the ranks, youth level, reserve level, and then to get that push into the, the senior side, it's breakneck speed at any club in the world, but Celtic in particular. Have you a chance to reflect now that you're a year or so after your debut, just to appreciate where you are in your career, even though it's you know you're still very early in your career? Uh, no, not really. Uh, maybe do that later on in my career. I think I need to play a lot more games to to reflect on it. Mm-hmm. But I, it's a it's a great experience. It's a great privilege to to be given the chance. I think every Celtic fan would give anything for the chance to play for Celtic. So to be one of them that does it, uh, you know, it's a, an honour uh, to go out and, and play every weekend. One, one of the things you said in that conversation, just off the back of, of you mentioning you know, being a fan as well, is you said when you're playing, naturally you need to separate the Celtic fan and the Celtic player because you've got a job to do for the club. Um, but likewise, you know, you understand what the club means and you're really invested in that as well. And it's something that works in the media side, whilst it's nowhere near the same thing. I find it difficult to separate the fan from, you know, the job at hand. How do you do that? How difficult is that as someone who's got the, the, the biggest responsibility on the pitch? I think the bottom line is that you need to be professional. You need to take, uh, you know, the emotional side out of playing for Celtic because you are a fan. Uh, you know, you're a footballer at the end of the day and you need to go out and do your job. And it, it makes it a bit more special that you're, you're doing it for your club. Uh, so I, um, but yeah, you need you're a footballer first and foremost. You need to you need to do your job yeah. and be professional. I think um, just in terms of how the season has went this year, naturally a lot of fans are looking to the future. It's only natural when you get to this stage um, in success or, or in disappointment. Um, given the way the seasons went this year, I think that it'd be fair to say that. As we're looking forward, um, fans are maybe looking at the likes of yourself, some of the younger guys who understand what it's like, who have come through the ranks. Um, and are perhaps, if we're looking at looking forward, they kind of see you as kind of key in that position. Guys like yourself who are younger, who have got you know a lot of your career ahead of you. Do you feel that at all yourself? Uh, we've got brilliant young players at the club, uh, you know, from under-18s through to, through to the boys that are up with the first team, you know. We've signed Dave as well, he's a younger player. Um, so I, it, it's hard to say because, uh, you know, you never know what's going to happen with next season, you know, the, you know, there's going to be changes maybe, but, you know, you just need to take it each day as it comes and, you know, we've got brilliant young players to, to come and break through. A few training with the first team, a couple of training with the first team and now that have, you know, high hopes for, they're rated really highly at the club. So, you know, we'll see what happens with them. Hopefully they get their opportunity. Yeah. Because uh, I think they deserve it. I think any time that, that we've spoken or, you know, I've seen you speaking in pre-match press conferences, post-match, whatever, you seem you seem confident in your ability, which is something which I know gets instilled in you guys throughout your, your pathway through the Celtic Youth Academy. I suppose just further to, to the last question, no, no matter who the manager is on a permanent basis um, come the start of next season, you know, if you're... Given the call up, if, if the, that trust is put in you, you're more than willing or more than ready to step up. I, of course, you know I've got a, I've had a run of games under under Kendall now, so and you know I've known I've known him for a few years now, so it's very comfortable to to play under him. Uh, you know exactly what he wants, uh, how he wants me to play. So you know there's no there's no problems there, and it's a, you know it makes it very easy for me to go out and play when when you know he's got the back of him. Mm-hmm. And I know recently you spoke um, in praise of 
outgoing manager Neil Lennon, which I thought was I thought was really nice. I spoke to Callum McGregor on the podcast last week, and we talked about how it was Ronnie Dyla, um, ex-Celtic manager, who gave him his first opportunity in the first team, the same with Kieran Tierney. It was Neil Lennon back in 2010 with James Forrest, and of course Neil gives your you know your debut last year and and, and a run of games this year as well. And we spoke about how that's kind of intrinsic in the club. It's part of the DNA to give the young guys a chance coming through. And it was nice to see you thanking Neil for, for everything he's done for you and your career as well so far. Ah, yeah, you just need trust, especially in a young player, to go out and play. You know, when I made my debut, it was, a, it was you know, an important point in the season. So to come in and play and, you know, help the team was, was a surprise more than anything. Uh, that I got into play, but you know you have to go and take your chance. That's it's all about taking chances at this level. Mm-hmm. So if you do that, uh, you know the manager will trust you. You know even more. One of the things which really helped Carl McGregor in the earlier stages of his career was going down to Notts County for that season. I know that you were at Morton yourself. Just from your own perspective, I mean, how valuable is that getting that you know that chance to play before you make that step up in the first team at Celtic? Definitely, I think if you don't make your debut, you know, seventeen, eighteen. And you still haven't played a, a first team game. You, you need to go on loan to to experience the the men's game. And you know, played what twenty games at Morton, and it was you know for six months, and it was brilliant. Uh, came back, you know, a more developed player. You know, you know the game a lot better than you did playing at reserve. It's a massive jump, uh, and it, it took a, a few weeks to get used to it first level, uh, first team level. But I, it was a great experience and. Uh, I can only thank Martin for that, for taking me in and uh, you know giving me the game time that I needed at that point. I know that when you ask this question all the time, yourself and like sort of Mikey Johnson, young guys coming through, that um, you asked about nerves and everyone thinks that you've got, you know, you, you, there's a potential of nerves before the game, but I know you've said yourself that once you're out there, those nerves are calm. Just speaking to those chances to step up at Morton, um, I know you're, you're very thankful, but from that kind of mental side of the game, does it help that as well? Aye, massive, especially when especially in the championship, you know, mm-hmm. it's a really tight league, so you're, you're fighting for three points every week. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of pressure, especially with the fans, you know, there's no fans at reserve level, so there's a, a lot of pressure for them as well. Um, and it was a different type of football for what I had, to, had at Celtic, because it didn't really matter about the performance necessarily. It was all about the result, and if you get the result, you know, that's, that's a positive. Mm-hmm. When you so then when you did eventually make your debut, you said yourself you were relatively surprised in the way it worked out. Um, confident game, four-one win away from home. In terms of surprise, then you've spoke about your family and, and how invested they are in Celtic. What was their reaction to firstly you getting the call up and then the performance afterwards? I um, no, they were probably as surprised as me, but <laughs> they were buzzing. You know, the most of them came to the game, managed to get them tickets for that. So, uh, I. They all came to the game and, uh, you know, I'm sure they were happy to see the team win as well because, you know, it's a big moment for the whole family. Yeah. Speaking of big moments, you've led me into this next question very well, mate. Thank you. Uh, a year after your debut was the 4 now win against Kilmarnock and then a few days after that, we went 2-1 against Motherwell. You score, you know, barely kicked off the game and you scored a goal and, of course, you get man of the match as well. Um which is not bad, is it? If you're gonna if you're gonna score a goal, you may score your first goal for Celtic. You may as well get man of the match as well. Uh, it was a it was a surreal moment. Uh, you know, I wish there was a, a full stadium there to see it, but you know the way things are going now. Hopefully, hopefully we can come back soon because mm-hmm. we have we've missed a lot. But I that uh, 
an unbelievable moment. That's the thing that you dream of as a kid. You know, going to watch, watch them play, thinking, you know, imagine you scored at Celtic Park as a, as a fan, as a player. Um, so I, it was, it was a good moment. But um, you know, I need to kick on from that. You know, can't just, you know, look back on that and think how good it was. But you need to kick on, be more consistent, um, and hopefully be more of a threat in the box as well. I suppose the onus now is that, you know, whenever we can get fans back safely, you know, we're kind of pining for that day. But if you're saying about doing it in a half-hill stadium, then, you know, you just need to keep doing it then. You just need to win some fans back. That would be the perfect scenario, wouldn't it? So, yeah. It was not a bad delivery from David Turnbull as well. He's not bad with those corners or those cross balls. Aye, aye. Well, I put one on my, on the plate, on my plate for me against Dundee United, which I should have, should have probably scored that. Aye, <laughs> um, Dave's brilliant. Uh, corner kick taker, a good free kick taker. Uh, mm. You just need to put yourself in the right position, and you know you know the uh, there'll be a good delivery coming from him. I mean, in terms of David Turnbull, he's been a real shining light this year. And we speak about season opportunity. I know that means a lot to yourself, Steve, and getting your chance and and kind of running with it. Certainly, since he's come into the team this season, he's looked like a, a real player and a real, really, really integral to, to everything that Celtic are doing on the pitch. Aye, he's been excellent. Ever since he started, well, ever since he came in, you know, I don't think he got his opportunity for a for a couple of months after he signed. But ever since he came in, he's been he's been excellent. You know, we've relied on him a few times, um. So for that, the pressure to be on him like that and him him having to dig us out a hole, you know, in a couple of games, you know, it's it's good for him, and he could be a big player for us uh, in the coming years. You know, hopefully, hopefully, he kicks on and becomes a an even better player. Absolutely. And Cal McGregor, again, getting back to the conversation we had last week, he spoke about playing for Pride between now and the end of the season. Of course, we've still got the, the Scottish Cup. We've got the, the fixture schedule there um, not too long ago. And I suppose, yeah, I mean, given you, you've got a, a bit of a run of the team yourself now, Stephen, do you agree with that, that it's about playing for Pride? Um, there is another tournament to play for and just keep pushing towards from now until the end of the season? Exactly. You know, in the league, it's probably more about playing, playing for Pride. No, six, six games left, I think it is now. And we need to go and try and win every one of them and put a put a statement down, hopefully. And then in the cup, it's another trophy that we can go and win. I think I think we really need to go and win that uh, to stamp our authority down. Um, because we've had a great run in the Scottish Cup for the last four years. You know, four in a row. We want to go and win it again. Um, and hopefully we can do that. Yeah. I'm sure I could predict your answer just to finish up, Stephen. But what would it mean to you to to win the Scottish Cup this year, to retain it, um, and lift another piece of silver with Celtic? Ah, exactly. That'd be massive uh, to end the season on a high. You know, especially the difficult season everyone's had, the difficult year that everyone's had. Uh, you know, that would top it off. So hopefully we can go and do that, and I uh, finish the season on a, a real high. Listen, Stephen, thank you so much for joining us on the Celtic View podcast. Really appreciate your time and all the very best from now until the end of the season and thereafter. Thanks very much, mate. Cheers.